Hello, welcome to this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. Uh, tonight, we have a, a guest on the podcast, uh, Chad. Mad Chad 412 from Penguins Twitter returns. Uh, Chad, how you doing today, man? Uh, I mean, it's cold, but uh, I'm, I'm, I'm doing well with the news that we got today from Penguins practice. So thanks for having me on again. Yeah, of course. Yeah, great news that we got after that. Um, Bad game last night against the Kings, where the Penguins lost 2-1. Uh, Nick Bukestad is alive. Um, I thought he was uh, not around the team anymore, but yes, he indeed is alive. More at 11. He was back at practice today. No contact. John Moreno and Brian Dumoulin, full contact. Uh, that's really good news. They need them back in the worst way, man. Of course, Jared McCann is back at practice, full uh, full contact as well. He'll probably play tomorrow, I think. Um, yeah, Chad, just great news all around. And um, especially for Dumoulin and Marino, man, uh, they can't come back soon enough. I guess we'll just get right into it. Uh, I, I'm, I'm trying to be nice as I can about Jack Johnson. Um, it's, I don't really know how else to say it, but um, I just – I can't watch another game of him playing on this team with – especially after the mistakes last night. And uh, for you people that still defend him out there, um, sorry, you're weird. Um, what do you, what do you think, Chad? I'm more than, I'm more than happy to be the bad guy. If you don't want to, be. Uh, you no, I mean, right so, so we've reached a really weird point in, in this fan base. And it's kind of like the media a little bit versus like media versus bloggers. And then like fans versus other weird fans that don't want to... Here's what it comes down to to me. It comes down to the fact that there's a certain portion of this fan base and the media that just don't want to admit they were wrong. In today's world, we're so worried about retweets and likes and, and our reputation. And, and, and Lord knows I've been guilty of that in the past. Mm -hmm. But the fact is, when the Penguins signed Jack Johnson, there was a large portion of the fan base, including myself, and, and bloggers and, and guys that said, this is not a good sign. He's old. He's slow. He doesn't fit the system. And his metrics are terrible. Mm -hmm. And then there was like guys like Mark Madden and all the, all the lead writers and some of the guys that I'm even friends with, like Josh Yoey. And they were like, oh, well, you got to give him a chance. Jim Rutherford knows what he's doing. He's won two Stanley Cups. So they did one season. And last year, he was terrible. And even one of those guys will actually say, yeah, he wasn't great. But once he got moved to the left side, he wasn't as bad. They still won't say he's good, but he wasn't as bad. Okay. And then he gets scratched in the playoffs, and they get swept. And then he comes back here, too. Now, this year, I will admit to you, the first half of the season, he was not killing them like he was last Absolutely. year. Absolutely. Why? Why, though? Because he was playing very sheltered minutes and situations mike sullivan was doing a great job of making sure that he was on the ice mostly against the other team's weaker forwards their bottom six forwards he wasn't out there against Anze kopitar and, and nathan mckinnon and stuff like that because he can't be because he's he just doesn't have the skill set and so his metrics went up a little bit they were actually hovering around 49% Corsi, 51% Fenwick, almost possible for like a, you know, a legit every night defenseman. Then Dumoulin got hurt and we lost Schultz and we were, and now we lost Marina recently and we've forced Jack Johnson to be in the top pairing. And guess what? He's been exposed. 
He cannot play against these elite-type players. Latane can't. Dumoulin can't. Jack Johnson's not built for that. So what is the problem with saying, hey, you got, you know, Jack Johnson's not playing well. He needs to play less. Instead of, there's this, like, toxicity where it's like, I, you, you, you hate the Penguins if, if you don't think Jack Johnson. You guys hate Jack Johnson. I don't hate Jack Johnson. I don't know who, the, I've never met Jack Johnson. I don't care. It's only I wish that he gets, like, coronavirus. I don't, I don't wish that <laughs> upon him. Like, I don't wish bad things on him. I don't have a voodoo doll of Jack Johnson in my pocket. I don't. Like, I don't care about that dude personally. Like, I, I hope he has a great life. I'm looking at this as I want my freaking hockey team to win games. And right now, he is hurting the Pittsburgh Penguins. The more he plays, the harder it is for them to win. And that has shown in this four-game losing. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. And especially last night, I think was honestly the worst of the games during this four-game losing streak for Jack. The Penguins, I remember it was, it, it was the first or second period. They were cycling in the zone, really guy shift, and then the puck goes to Jack Johnson. Oh, he shoots in a new defender, and then the Kings are off the run, and, to the races. And it's like, come on. And then, of course, with the Trevor Lewis goal, less than a minute remaining. One nothing lead for the Kings. Like, okay, just get to intermission. You're down one. You're probably like you'll probably score at least one in the third period, like they did. But no, Jack Johnson can't even play his man in Trevor freaking Lewis, who I'm sorry is not good. He's a bottom six forward on a really bad team. The Kings are a really bad possession team, and he gets turned around. Jari makes the first save, and then Jack Johnson is not there for the rebound, and he just posted right by him because he had no uh, Jari had no chance on him, and it's just like. It was it was laughable. I couldn't believe that. And then I think late in the third period, um, he he had basically had a pass to right to a Kings player, and he he almost had a breakaway out of it. I just couldn't believe what I was watching. Right, and so you know, I mean, that, and that's that's a great you made a great point because you're actually describing plays. Because what we what we see is you know we sit out there and we do we throw charts out of people and we throw numbers. Look at Latang's metrics versus. Uh, you know, when he's on the ice with uh, Johnson versus when he's not. Look at Crosby's metrics when he's on yep. the ice with Johnson. I saw that this not. morning. Yep. Go, oh, that's what, those are just metrics. We don't care about those. We actually watched the game. So last night, you know, I didn't have my son last night. I was watching the game. I mean, myself, other people on Twitter are showing actual video footage and, and, and photos of Johnson being terrible. And it's still not enough because narrative, like people are just so worried about, oh, my God. I can't admit that Jack Johnson's not good. I can't admit that he messed up. Look, I defend Matt Murray all the time, but when he plays like shit, I say he plays like shit. Absolutely. I mean, what is so hard about it? Just let it go. I mean, is it what's what's worth more? Like, is your dignity implied worth more than just be like, well, you know what, man? This Penguins team, man, they've won four games. They're competing for first place. You know what? I kind of feel like Mike Sullivan might need to make a change and maybe, you know, use a, a, a Ricola or maybe get Pedersen the top pairing minutes instead. And thank God now we're getting these guys back coming a better time. But, Jack, I mean, and they, you can see, they, they kind of admit it. They'll go, well, he's playing too much. That is equal to he is not built to be a top four pairing. Mm -hmm. And, so that so say that don't but don't try to tell me that something is what it isn't because there's visual proof and then there's data that shows that he's bad. So you're telling me that both are wrong. It, it's it's reached a point where it's almost kind of like insanity 
And then we have to beat a dead horse because we still keep getting articles about how, well, Jack Johnson doesn't care what the fans think. And Jim Rutherford still believes in Jack Johnson. And you know what it is? It's not journalism. It's PR. Yeah, um, you hit the nail on the head there. That's what I was gonna. I was gonna get to like you know the, what I saw this morning. Um, Brian Wilson um, put some really good stuff. Uh, he writes for Hockey Buzz. Put some really good stuff. You know, because course he fed with with Jack Johnson on the ice without Jack Johnson. And you know, I've disagreed with Ryan over many things in the past, but you know, for this instance, he's he's dead on right here. It's like you look at this chart and oh my god, like. Jack is with without Jack Johnson and the ice. Sidney Crosby's line functions insanely good, and then with minus, he's minus seven. He's minus mm-hmm. seven right now. Last year they were talking about Crosby being a Selkie candidate because he was so good defensively, and now he's minus seven. And then when you flip that, Malkin was minus twenty one last year, but he's freaking what plus fourteen this year. I wonder why. Yeah, because guess who he's not on the ice with all the time anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's staggering and. It's it's weird to me that you know I, I'm a massive fan of Mike Sullivan. I think he's a top five coach in hockey. I think you can make I think you can make the argument that he is the best coach in hockey. I don't I don't think there's many more that have done more with with that with the team obviously. But um, what I just it's it's a big head scratcher why during this stretch you know ever since Doomwin got hurt you know, a couple months ago why he has not like gotten away from Johnson with Latang. I don't know what it is. I don't know if maybe Jim Rutherford is, you know, telling him to keep doing it, but something. Well, Jim been- Rutherford's definitely in his ear. But here's where here's where I think that decision comes. Mm-hmm. I think it's just I think that he knew that okay, Dumoulin is coming back sooner than later. Yeah, I think this was all about treading water. So I can in one way. I can't say that he's, you know, oh, Mike Sullivan's an idiot. I can't believe he's playing Jack Johnson's team. I understand it because Jack Johnson, there is, he is a veteran. The guys do like him. He's like, he probably, I mean, he probably leads the team and, and hugs and handshakes per 60. <laughs> I mean, he's everybody's buddy. The media love him. I mean, that dude is a, he probably have a beer with everybody. He, he's that guy. Mm-hmm. So there is a comfortability with him. And, you know, I personally, if I were coaching a team, which I'm never going to, but if I were in a, in a world, real world, I would play Ricola because the, the, the metrics show that if he had a better quality of teammate, the results would be better. Yeah. But he doesn't. So, but it, 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 he's just treading water. And I, I can't say that, but to me, it's, it's coaching scared. And that's, that's the, that's the, the term I would use because, He's afraid of, of trusting, you know, a younger, more inexperienced guy. And he's just trying to, you know, okay, if the Penguins, as long as we don't go too, too far behind, you know, my horses are coming back and then we'll be okay. But man, it has absolutely cost his team some precious points. Yeah. And like I was reading, you know, what Adam Gretz was saying last night, you know, I echoed the same sentiment. They've played their asses off these past couple games. And the fact that they got no points out of it, that stings because, like, they, I thought they outplayed Washington. I know they barfed all over themselves in the defensive zone. Marcus Pedersen was probably, you know, the victim of two, two of those goals against Washington. And then, of course, last night they came into the Kings zone at will. But, you know, just some defensive issues with Jack Johnson and everything else. And it just, it, like you said, it's cost the team points. And it just, it stings That's because. That's the worst thing about it, though, yeah. with Johnson is. So you hear about how well. Because, like, I, you know, he missed that wide open net, and then you got guys that will come out and be like, well, he's a defenseman. He's not expected to score a goal. 
But it's not like he's this great, you know, it's not like he's he's this amazing guy in his own zone. I mean, the other team scores lots of goals when he's on the ice. So it's not like he's just a stalwart in the defense zone. And in today's NHL, you are expected to play at both sides of the rink. When they're having a great possession and the puck goes back to Johnson and he fumbles it and they go to the zone and Crosby just spends a minute. I mean, that's a wasted shift. Yeah. You just wasted a shift from Sidney Crosby and a chance to score the game. You are expected to get the puck out of the zone and keep it in the zone. And I mean, I don't care how much you like Jack Johnson. You can't tell me that he does any of those things particularly well. Yeah, I, I, I absolutely agree. It was it was more than probably two to three to four times last night where the puck went from Latang to Johnson or from whatever forward to Johnson, fumbles the puck, shoots it into a defender. So once it led to a breakaway where he barely survived it, and then of course with the Trevor Lewis incident. And it's just I I, I almost feel I don't like feel bad for him, but like I, I just it's just it sucks that you know that he's costing the team points. And another thing that I've also found interesting, Chad, is you know I I did see last night uh, Taylor uh, Taylor um, I'm not I'm gonna mispronounce her last name um, Hasi from DK Pittsburgh Sports. She put that out that article about that Jack Johnson. And you know, Chad, I wish more media members would write about Jack Johnson like that. There was Angie. Um, she, I think, writes for Inside Hockey. She's credential for the Penguins. She had a great tweet about it. It's great. I just, I wish more. Um, you know, the with the beat reporters. You know, which is, you know, hope that's good. That's my, I mean, that's my dream job once I graduate. You know, from Virginia Tech. You know, I just wish more of them would, you know, ask Sullivan about it or like write about it as opposed to like, you know, not talking about it as much. Sometimes it just it puzzles me a little bit as someone who's in this field and like, like, has to, like, it's just it puzzles me a little bit. I think. Yeah, and again, I mean, I'm I'm friends with some of those guys, and I have respect for some of those guys, and you know, and I I had credentials at one point in my life, so you know, that was something that I really wanted to to pursue and do. But I, that that shows me right there that I'm not cut out for that because I would have been right up in there and said, "Hey, Mike, uh, have you ever, you know, considering the last couple games uh, and seeing Johnson struggle, have you ever considered maybe using someone else on the top pair for Tang?" Um, I just want to, I, I just want, I don't, I'm not even trying to like antagonize Mike Sullivan. I personally just want to know what the reason, have you thought about it? And if not, why not? And we can't even get that. And it sucks to say, but those guys care about those relationships. They don't want to piss Mike Sullivan off. They don't want to piss Jim Rutherford off. They don't want to piss Jack Johnson off because guess what? Then they, they might not get the same kind of access. Yeah, that, that's also true. And, you know, I've, I've read uh, plenty of places how, you know, friendly Jim Rutherford is with the media. And apparently, you know, he returns the calls basically at will. I mean, I mean, I, I mean, to, to me, that sounds like a reporter's dream. I mean, I personally I absolutely love that if a, a GM was that candid with someone. But, no, I definitely understand where you're coming from. Um, to move away from that um, a little bit, Chad, um, are, are you um, – I'm, I'm trying to like phrase this question right. Are you concerned with the Penguins? You know, play at all recently? I know they've played better as of late these past couple of games. They're on a four game losing streak. It, um, of course, the fa- some of the fan base on Twitter is you know, oh, it's panic time. The Flyers are one point behind the Penguins. They, the Penguins are four points behind the Capitals. Oh my God, the Penguins are four points away from being in the second wild card. You know, do you? Are you like any concerned at all, even with the um, the injured players coming back soon? Uh, yes and no. I mean, so, I mean, I still think they're playing well. It's not like they're just terrible and they're just, you know, getting blown out. 
and stuff like that. But I mean, anytime, like, so for example, like I don't losing a close game to Washington. Hey, that is what it is. That's that rivalry. Those are two good teams. You're going to lose a couple to those guys every once in a while. You know, I don't sweat that losing five to two at home to Buffalo. Yeah, that, I mean, it's hard for me to just be like, well, we're just going to dismiss this and not talk about this guys because that's a really shitty team. You just lost to five to two. And then you factor in, you lost to the Kings two to one. So you got outscored seven to three by probably two of the like nine worst teams in the league. <laughs> and you had supposedly your better goaltender doing that. Tristan Jarrett. I mean, it wasn't his fault last night. I mean, he did what he had to do, Absolutely. but you know, uh, so yeah, there, there is some concern if they lose to Anaheim, you know, but here's the thing. If Dumoulin's back and, and hopefully he is and Marino is back and hopefully he is, and they have the same results with those guys, then I'm hitting the panic button. Yeah. But if they come back and, you know, I, and I expect that, uh, you know, the flood gets to open up because they've had scoring chance. I mean, they had battle. Crosby should have scored a goal last night. It just didn't go over the line. I mean, things happen. But if they have the same results for the next couple of games with those guys back in the lineup, yeah, I'll join the panic button a team on that one. Yeah. No, I absolutely agree. Um, I really hope they come back tomorrow night because – God, God, I need someone else besides Chris Letang to be able to make a breakout pass to a forward because it really is hard to watch um, anyone that's not Chris Letang be able to do that. Well, you can see that he's not comfortable. You yeah. can see that he knows that he, you know, he's he has a partner that's limited and and isn't fast. You can see the frustration, and honestly, I think you've started. To, you know, people talk about Crosby being Jack Johnson's best friend, and that. Listen, I think Sidney Crosby cares way, way more about winning than he does about his friendship with Jack Johnson. And he, Crosby's looks fr- – he broke a stick, what, on Sunday? I mean, he, he looks frustrated. He's minus seven with Jack Johnson on the ice. I mean, he, he probably is as well. So, yeah, those guys are – they're feeling it, man. When those pucks aren't going in and you're losing games and you have a chance to win a division, those guys are feeling it. So, I mean, it could not come at a better time with these guys coming back. And literally, it's the perfect time. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. And with the schedule, these next four games, I mean, you know, these next four games, they're against four of the really, really bad teams in the league. And hopefully that leads to a nice four-game winning streak, you know, going into the a really big uh, schedule in March. They play almost all their games against Metropolitan teams starting in March. Uh, it's it's going to get ugly and uh, pretty serious very quick. But, yeah, you know, you have the Anaheim game. They're really bad. The Sharks are banged up and bad. Then you have Ottawa. They're really, really bad. They just traded Pajot, of course. And then you have Buffalo again, who you just lost to, and you don't really want to get this season swept by the Sabres. I think that would be pretty embarrassing. So the schedule is there for the Penguins to bank some points here. Go, go, go get go get eight out of eight points. I think that, of course, you know everyone would want that, but it, it's there for the taking with how um, it's, it's set up. Yeah, I mean, those are games you have good teams win the games they're supposed to win. And and this year's up until this point, that's actually been, you know, one of their strengths. In yes. the past, it was always a bugaboo where we would, you know, the Penguins would beat Washington and Philly and, and you know, and Boston three games ago, then come home and lose like Florida, like four to two. That would always be like their trademark. This year, it's been different up until recently. That's why I'm saying. You know, if if those guys come back this weekend and they lose two of these next three games, then at that point, I'm going to be honest, man, my mood's probably going to change. And it sucks. It does suck, though, because if we if we still jump back for a second and and go, okay, 
Let's review the season again. They probably shouldn't be where they are in the standings anyway. Mm-hmm. So in a way, we're acting a little ungrateful. But life changes and expectations change. And the Crosby's healthy and Malkin's healthy and Latang's healthy and they got Zucker and, you know, then Russ is having a great season. So, yeah, expectations have changed, fair or not. And now you got two of your top four coming back. So I expect this team at the bare minimum to be playing in the second round of the playoffs this year. I think anything... Pat, you know, if they get swept in the first round again, I mean, I think that would be a disaster. Yeah, it would be completely unacceptable <laughs> if they got us swept in the first round. They're going to have, I think, a favorable matchup in the first round of the playoffs anyway. Um, I don't care if it's Carolina. I know Carolina is probably improved this year as opposed to last year. I think they can beat Carolina in a seven-game series, um, even with their really good defenseman, of course, the breakout. I was going to say, I wish we could trade blue lines with them. Yeah, their their blue line is pretty nice. Uh, Sebastian Ajo is awesome. may not trust their goaltending enough. Uh, they're pretty banged up, even with the uh, their little emergency goalie there. But, um yeah, you hit, you hit the nail on that also. You know, up until, you know, the Buffalo and the Kings games, the Penguins have they've beaten a lot of the bad teams this year. And, you know, hopefully that that they start to get back to that tomorrow night against the Ducks. I know Pittsburgh native John Gibson is probably going to be a net. I know how good he is, but also the Ducks are just a, basically a mess in the defensive zone. And, you know, they're they're not nearly as good as they used to be. He's also been he's been terrible against the Penguins in his career. Yeah. I'm pretty sure his Goals against averages over three against them. So, I mean, he might be the perfect candidate because it's always one of those stories of, oh, it's the Pittsburgh guy. And then, you know, they go in and score five or six goals because, like I said, I mean, they should have probably scored about three or more goals in the last couple of games. So uh, one of these games, it's just going to, it's just going to all happen at once and go in. So, yeah, I mean, if, if it's going to turn around, yeah, I'm looking for them to put four or five past the Ducks tomorrow night. Yeah, yeah, they, they should have had, I thought, three to four last night on, what's his name, Cal, Cal Peterson. I barely, I can't even remember a third-string goalie's name off the top of my head. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I, I couldn't believe that. I, I think I tweeted last night, too. It was, it was basically like a make-a-name goalie standing on his head against the Penguins, and, you know, I would expect nothing less as that has happened a lot. Also, Chad, you know, finally, before we um, let you go for this episode, um, it seems the uh, the Murray-Jari thing, is it, it's kind of cooled down, I would say, a little bit lately, though. Um, I have noticed that, you know, when, when Jari sometimes gives up some bad goals, you know, there's sometimes a little bit of crickets. You know, Murray does the same thing. I've seen some pitchforks coming out for him, and that's with Matt Murray having a really, really good run of games as of late. But well, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, I think Sullivan is waiting for one of them to really separate. Because if you look at their stats since like December 22nd, right when Matt came back and started, you know, being the Matt Murray that we're accustomed to, I mean, their stats are like within, you know, four percentage points of each other. So I think Sullivan, of all people, everybody keeps saying, well, Sullivan has to pick a guy. I think he wants to. And I think he wants to be Murray, but. I mean, Murray just had a game where he had under 900 save percentage, and Jari just had a game where he had under 900 save percentage. I think he, of all people, is waiting for one of these guys to be like, hey, I need one of you guys to show me, you know, that you're going to be the guy. I still think Murray will be the starter come playoff time for game one. That said, if this defense does not change its the way it plays, I don't think it matters which guy is in because, like I said, you know, this weekend, this past weekend was perfect because Jari let up five goals on 26 shots against Buffalo. And then, you know, Murray didn't have the greatest game either. But if you watch the games, you could see, well, dude, it's the defense. They're bad. They're letting up. Yes. You know, very, very, very great. Just look at the Marcus Pedersen situation with what he did. 
so I think now with Dumoulin coming back, Marino coming back, you settle things back, you know, down on the back end. I think Sullivan is truly, truly, that's why he keeps playing these guys because I think whoever's playing better, you know, if there's a big difference, if, if Jari can, you know, get like eight or nine points in the save percentage department above Murray, like in the next couple of weeks, I think maybe he has a chance. But if they're still even, I think Sullivan might honestly just keep rotating them and until one of them starts stealing games. Yeah, that's what I think is most likely going to happen too. And I, I was on—I've been saying this on the last few episodes too of Locked On Penguins. I, if you were to put a gun to my head right now and who starts, I think it's Murray for Game One. That's always been Sullivan's guy. Um, he's obviously been so good in the playoffs. Um, in most of the years, <laughs> I mean, two cups to, uh, to prove it, obviously. Um, yeah, I, I, but you really can't go wrong with either one. They're both playing so fantastic right now. I just think Murray would um, be the favorite. But overall, Chad, uh, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, a lot of really good insight about the Jack Johnson situation and how the media sometimes, um, you know, does their, 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 their thing with him and not really like to criticize him and thoughts with everything else. I really appreciate it. Yeah, dude, man. Keep up the good work. I listen to the podcast all the time, and uh, I'll make sure, you know, people continue to tune in for you. And uh, anytime you want to have me on again, just let me know. Yeah, that sounds good. We're definitely going to have you on um, probably in the next couple weeks, I'm sure, you know, as as the games start to get even more serious. Uh, So thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I'll probably have another one coming tomorrow. Probably won't be after the game uh, since it's at 1030 against the Ducks. But, um, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. And we will talk to you guys tomorrow.